Welcome to Next at the Mic Radio, a lively hour of unscripted roundtable conversations with Voice America's longtime new and upcoming hosts about their inspirations, goals, and insights to help you find your own mic. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Now, here's Bonnie D. Thank you to the man who does not have a name yet. I'm going to ask my two guests, Chris Salem and David Chavez. Is that a real voice or was that an AI voice? Chris, you go first. Uh, I'm going to say real just because maybe it's, you've had it for a little while. I don't know. Okay. David, you know the answer, don't you? You were Well, just because the inflection, you can tell it's real. Okay. Well, both of you are fooled. That was an artificial intelligence voice created by Robert Robert Cellino did that. And he went through about 12 to 15 voices. And the test was for it to say, oh, how those lips can talk. If it couldn't say that, I wasn't going to accept it. So it was, it was AI there, the magic of artificial intelligence. Welcome to Next at the Mic. I'm Bonnie D. I have a new guest with me, Chris Salem, and I have a returning guest, David Chavez, very honored that he wanted to come back. He was on a few <laughs> weeks ago. This is the show where I speak to other hosts on Voice America, and we find out why radio? Why do you spend your time, your money, your energy? Why do you do it? Is it important? Does it have an impact? Does it have a future? What's this thing, this platform? I still call it radio, even though we're live streaming. Let me get my live stream going here on LinkedIn. There we go. Uh, I still call it radio because to me, the core of what we do is on Voice America, and that's radio. And if you're watching us on LinkedIn or Facebook or YouTube, you see there are microphones in front of me. That's radio, kids. I don't care about the video part. That's wonderful. And I also love seeing my guests think. David, I can watch you. Oh, is he thinking? Is he puzzling about something? Is he happy? Chris, same thing with you. So I like the video component. So I have a little poem I'm going to open with, and it was created with ChatGPT and me as the editor, and it is January 30th, the 30th day in the Gregorian calendar, 336 days remaining, and it's the fifth Tuesday, and nobody cares about that except me. So here we go. Welcome to Next at the Mic, a platform unique where Voice America hosts your interest, we will peak. With host Bonnie D, her passion to wow welcomes two stars today on Listen Up Now. Chris Salem, Chris, wave hello. Chris Salem, accomplished CEO, certified workplace advisor on the go, author of Master Your Inner Critic, Sustainable Success Hosts, where prosperity blooms, he gives it his most. I hope you like that, Chris. That's my gift to you. And now we have David David Chavez, Assured Strategies Sage, CEO Whisperer, scaling business in every stage. From Army ranks, thank you for your service to Leadership's Call. He hosts the Strategy Sherpa, where he tells it all. I hope you like that, David. And I'm Bonnie. Good. I'm Bonnie D, creator of 55 radio shows. I take my red mic wherever I go. On Voice America since 2011, speaking with smart people is my heaven. There you go. So today, listen, watch, embrace the wisdom on air as Bonnie D's Scarlet Mic broadcast with flair. Everybody can see the flair? On Next at the Mic, where voices ignite a symphony of inspiration, pure radio delight. Chris, what'd you think? I think it's great. You're, re- I mean, you're a pro at this. <laughs> I've been around a while, but I started using ChatGPT for the monologues a couple months ago, and my guests seem to love it. So let's go and do some bios here. Chris Salem, I'm putting you on full screen speaker view. Please do me the honor of introducing yourself. Tell us a little more than the just few words that I gave in my intro. Go ahead and welcome, Chris. Sure. Nice to meet you. Well, thank you so much, Bonnie. A pleasure to be here with you and David. I'm a, first of all, I'm a happily married man to my wife, Maria. It is my second marriage. We've been happily married now for eight years. That That is a story in itself, how we met. 
Uh, we met uh, while she was in Venezuela and I was here and boy, it, it, it was a story how we got together, but nonetheless, great marriage, the best relationship in my life. And I'm, I'm a proud father of a 16 year old son who I'm very active, have been active in his life throughout his 16 years, being involved in all the sports. Besides being a family man, I put a lot of emphasis in developing myself each and every day. We cannot be an example and being a resource for others if we're not able to fill our cup. And while I do that, I exemplify that in various roles as a CEO of a nonprofit, Empowered Fathers in Action, also the CEO of Sustainable Success, as my radio show name, uh, with the consult coaching and consulting, same name. And I'm a business acceleration strategist, certified workplace advisor, and a professional keynote speaker. And primarily, we work with business leaders and owners and helping their businesses to grow and expand by implementing in sequential order the right revenue and profit strategies that allow them to do that, starting with their compelling value proposition. And we work with a wide variety of different companies from small businesses right up to mid-sized companies. Mm, mm-hmm. mm. Taking a drink of water at the very wrong time. You'd think after 15 years on radio, I'd know better. Chris, I didn't expect such a personal bio, and I'm very happy that you are a, a happily married family man. And It's always nice to know. You're right. It's the core of who we are that starts what we do, correct? So Correct. thank you very much. And thank you for accepting the invitation. I'm very happy to meet you, David Chavez. Well, you were on the show about four weeks ago and I did the math, David. And I figured of the 15 million people who saw you and heard you, David, bear with me here. Uh, there's probably 12 people in the world who don't remember you. And we're all going to say shame, shame, shame on them. So David, why don't you reintroduce yourself for those 12 people and the other 14 point something million They'll, they'll know who you are. So, David, go ahead. Let's start over again. Who is David Chavez? Go ahead. <laughs> I don't even know what to say after that, <laughs> but but I think I'll find a way to say it. Um, uh, I'm, I'm David Chavez. Um, I um, was in the Army, as she said. Then I went to work with Arthur Anderson, worked for them, with them for about five years, went to work for a wealthy family, buying, selling companies, started my own CPA firm, Grew it uh, quite a bit, had about 1,600 clients, sold it in 2007, started uh, coaching Scaling Up, which it's a mid-market planning system because I was a mid-market company myself as a CPA. And what happened is I stopped growing and I, I picked up the book, started reading it. Um, started applying some of the concepts from the system and really discovered its value. Uh, today, uh, we have a whole firm of coaches. Um, we work with mid-market companies mostly. Um, that's companies that are about 20 to 100 million is probably our core business. And then but we have clients all the way up to in the billions. And what we do is we do three primary things. We help them develop their strategy and learn how to execute that strategy. And then we also do leadership training. So we have a 12-month leadership training program that coincides with the methodology that we're implementing for the strategy. And then we also do process improvement and then personal performance coaching, leadership coaching, things like that. But primarily the three things are coaching, strategy, and personally, the leadership training and the process development. Sounds very, very interesting. Do you enjoy your work, David? I get every, up every day and I swear I'm not working. There you go. That's the best. And Chris, I assume you enjoy your work too. Oh, yeah. I love doing it. And even as a professional speaker, I always say, as long as I can stand up on my two feet and I can still speak, I'll be doing this until they put me six feet under. 
There you go. Well, let me do a quick introduction. I'm Bonnie D. I have other names. I'm AKA Radio Red on Mondays on my show, Read My Lips, Cool Conversations with Creatives. On Wednesdays, I'm Bonnie D. Graham, the host and producer of Technology Revolution, The Future of Now. Currently, I'm covering the future of something and AI, a different industry, profession, soft skill, creative genre every week. And we've been doing this. I've been doing this since the middle of last year. And it's just a lot of fun. No doom and gloom, no politics. We do acknowledge the guardrails for using AI ethically. But I get to speak to interesting people. And that's a four-person panel of futurists. Even if their title is not futurist, I dub them a futurist because they're sending me predictions and we unpack predictions on the show. And then I have a client, Rising Wipro, W-I-P-R-O, Rising with a Z, and I just finished their show a couple of hours ago, Rising Evolution, the Future-Proofed Enterprise. And we talked today about modernizing your ERP, the cost of doing nothing. So that's that's um, enterprise level B2B. And those are my four shows. But I came to Voice America in 2011 because I was working for SAP and I had this idea that I wanted to do a roundtable, non-selling, non-salesy, non-marketing thought leadership show about industry, about, about manufacturing and about utilities and about automotive and about HR. And I started it and turned that into 48 series for SAP and then Deloitte and IDC and BMC and the Original Equipment Suppliers Association. And now I have my four shows. So I'm a firm believer, a big believer in talk radio. And that's what we're doing. People talking about stuff that they believe will be interesting or important to other people. To me, that's just the definition. You put a mic in front of, in front of you and you you talk about something. So that's that's why I'm here. And I we didn't have a third new guest. So I said to Chris and David, with your permission, please, it's my show, but with your permission, I'll be the third guest because I never really introduced myself on this show. And I'm very pleased and proud to have so many Voice America hosts from different channels, from different topics, different genres, different backgrounds, join me here every week to talk about why radio. Why do they do it? What's the point? And I've gathered a lot of good information from them about their reasons for doing it. My reasons are very selfish. I like talking to smart people. So whoever comes on my show is a smart person. It's, it's really that simple. But I want one, one bragging right that, that David might know, and Chris doesn't. My Technology Revolution show ranked number six out of the top 70 tech podcasts on Feedspot in the world last year. And it made Aplondio, a little company in Warsaw, Poland, I made their top 10 of technology podcasts. So we, I work hard at that. And I believe that there's a way to deliver a conversation about technology without getting in the weeds. You know what that means, where it's all jargon and tech talk and blah, Boring. blah, 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 blah. So, <laughs> yeah. So my show, we actually have fun on my shows. And that's quite a revelation to we a do. lot of people. It's like, what? We're talking about tech and we're going to have fun? Whoa, what is she smoking today? Nothing, thank you. Maybe I should. So let's go around the table. I've asked each of you to please send me a quote from a fictional character in a TV show or a movie or a song lyric. And you're going to explain what this has to do with what you do. Let's start to focus on your radio shows, gentlemen. I don't like to say you guys, I'm not like that. So gentlemen, I'll call you. Whether you were or not before you started the show, you're gentlemen now. And yes, okay, so let's leave it there. Now, um, Chris Salem, I will have to tell you that I used to do stand-up comedy, and now I just tell people I try to be funny sitting down. So if you, I think you're funny. 
Thank you, dear. <laughs> David says the nicest things about me on the on the, on the LinkedIn and the comments, and he's embarrassing the heck oh. out of me. So okay, yeah, you're you're just amazing. <laughs> stop, stop, stop. So Chris Salem has sent a quote from Rocky Balboa, 2006 American sports drama film, written, directed, and starring. Sylvester Stallone. Sylvester Stallone stars as underdog boxer Rocky Balboa in this particular sequel to the 1990 Rocky V, sixth installment in the series, Academy Awards, blah, blah, blah. In this episode, in this part of the film, it he is an aging widower in retirement living in Philadelphia. Well, that's a mouthful, right? The owner and operator of a local Italian restaurant called Adrian's, named after his late wife. Okay, so... Here we go. And a little bit of background. I don't know if you know this, Chris, but Rocky Balboa, his ring name, The Italian Stallion, was created by Stallone, who played him in all eight films. You know that. Um, they were wondering about the the name. And the fighting style came from the legend Rocco Francis Rocky Marciano Marchigiano. Not Marciano, Marchigiano, whose surname oh, resembles the middleweight champion Thomas Rocco Rocky Graciano Barbella. That's a lot of Rockies in there, right? <laughs> there was no known connection between the character and the 1981 welterweight boxer, Rocky Balboa, who may not be his real name. And there was a Rocky Balboa. I'm enough with the history now. Here's the quote Chris has picked. It's not about how hard, it's a famous quote. Not about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Chris Salem, unpack this. What does this have to do with radio? Go ahead. Well, what has to do with radio is that there's a lot of noise out there. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of radio shows. Not when I, when I don't mean noise, but there could be noise. It depends. And there's a lot of great content and, and you're not always going to be in front of everybody, but it's not about, again, you know, how many, you know, how many people you're reaching. It's, it's the impact that you're making on those people. And there's going to be times where you do get you know, knocked down, you know, for whatever reason, you, either your numbers may go down slightly or you you, you may not have maybe a, a new show came out and it's, and it's got, you know, it's stealing some of your audience away. So it's again, not focusing on what you can control, letting go of what you can't, I can't control other people in terms of their communication, their behavior, their attitude, their emotions and how they respond versus react to situations and action. I can only control my own. So it's my job as a host to show up to make sure that we are doing an analysis on the, the content we feel that's going to resonate best with our audience and always making sure that we're finding the right guests, not because they're well just well known, but that the, you know the content itself is going to resonate and create impact. And for me, a winner is going to embrace the ups and downs of of you know being a radio show host, and 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 persevere through those challenges to see them as opportunities to create impact, grow, and expand. And that's how we win. Thank you. That Chris. was very out. David, I don't know. That was Chris. Was that a speech you wrote? It was very beautifully done. Just off the top of my head, but being a professional speaker, I'm used to doing that. I th I think you are. I think we all know how that feels. Thank you very much. David Chavez has picked a quote from a song by Neil Diamond back in 1971. And the name of the song is the quote, but I'm going to give a little background if you don't mind, David. It oh, took Neil Thank you. It took him four months to compose this. It's one of his most intensely personal efforts referencing L.A. and New York City. Neil Diamond told Mojo Magazine in July 2008 the song came from a time he spent in therapy in Los Angeles. 
He says, it was consciously an attempt on my part to express what my dreams were about, what my aspirations were about, and what I was about. Without any question, it came from my sessions with my analyst. It was to find himself. And he was wanted to play Lenny Bruce in a movie. He didn't get the part, but it was so intense when he was trying to channel Lenny Bruce that he ended up in therapy. Interesting, very interesting. Mm-hmm. We often wonder about actors and actresses, and here we're talking about Neil Diamond, and we know her first week, Caroline, ba ba ba. And here he wanted to play Lenny Bruce. Very interesting. So here's the quote, the name of the song, David, this is beautiful. I am, I said. So how does this relate to radio, David? Well, how it relates to the radio is is it relates to the constant change that we're going through and trying to identify the new spot that we're going to end up in. Um, I think Christopher, uh, Chris said it really well at the beginning of the show. He just he's uh, newly married eight years now, um, and he's um, discovered a whole new relationship. And he said it's the best relationship he's ever had. So um, I'll just relate it to that and just relate it to the work that we do working with clients and them trying to find themselves and trying to help them find themselves so they can really scale and grow their company the way they'd like it to uh, to to scale. Um, I think a lot of uh, what what my radio show, what we talk about are things, mistakes we've made in our business growing it. And the reason I do the show is because a lot of entrepreneurs, when I talk to them, and mostly, mostly they've already grown their company quite a bit, but they get stuck at some point in trying to identify what's next, and they can't really think of it. They keep on thinking about it in the small sense instead of the larger sense that they really want to achieve. And so I think that this song, and, and I found it funny because I became a Neil Diamond fan in probably the late 70s early 80s when I was in high school and um, one of my friends used to play it on the so- on the radio all the time and I think it's about finding ourselves and what we're really trying to um, identify with and I read some of the, the the background on the song when I suggested it to you because when you put your uh, message out I was going what really what do I always think about when I'm thinking about change and I always go to the song and 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 it's really interesting because when I'm going through some kind of change, it helps me feel the emotion of what I'm going through. And so um, and and then it brings me some clarity because I'm starting it, it places my brain in a place where I can think about what I want next. I like that. And when you sent the quote, David, I was thinking of when we're on the radio, Chris, Bonnie, David, I am. I said I said the spoken word. That's who I am at that moment in time, right? Getting a little bit existential. What do you think? Do you think we yeah. could could go with that, Crystal? I, I like could, that? sure, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I am, I said. And it's who we are. Now, I have a couple. Thank you, David. Thank you, Chris. I have a couple of quotes. One of my pastimes, I haven't been feeling so great, and I spent a lot of time watching French detective shows. And there's a marvelous series, a little corny, and it's very predictable. You can break it down to two murders at the beginning and the end, and it's a 90-minute show, and I'm trying to refresh my French language skills. David and Chris know I do my countdown for my engineer, Jordan, in French, so that's about all that's left. But I listen and I watch the words, and it's very engaging. And the, the uh, show is called Commissaire Magellan, Magellan like the Explorer. So Magellan is a, uh, let's say, 55-something, a little bit rumpled. People compare him to Columbo just a little. Not a nab, not a natty dresser. And he's got a couple of teenage daughters, and he's got the district attorney 
is living in his house because he broke up with his girlfriend and wants to live in Magellan's house. And he's got a girl who, a, a lieutenant who works for him. And her specialty, David and, and Chris, is when a perp, we're the police, stop, arrête, And <laughs> when the perp starts to run, she, her name, her real name is Selma and her character name is Selma. She runs, she scales walls, she scales backyards, she scales buildings to bring the perp down. And then Magellan finds the route they're going to run and he opens his car door. <laughs> it's, it's quite a partnership. So I took a screenshot off of the TV last week. Um, Magellan was talking to a woman who was the owner of a radio station. What do you think of that? And her main host who did a talk show oh david tell me yes what did your wife say to you oh well you know one of those talk shows like we we know we have those all over the world and the the host was killed on her way home so he, he's asking and he said to the um he said to this woman who's very elegant and she invested in the station and he said where were you at nine to ten last night and she said I hope you're joking in French. And Magellan's line coming back was, and I have the French here somewhere, the line was, we rarely joke in this line of work. On plaisante rarement dans ce métier. We rarely joke. And I thought about that as far as radio goes. We rarely joke. Well, David and Chris and Bonnie, when we put together a radio show, there's no fooling around. You got to have a lot of ducks, right, David? Right, Chris? You got to know how you're going to talk. You got to know where your microphone is. You got to get your guests. You got to make sure they show up. You got to work with your engineer. You got to have your settings. If you're on Zoom like I am, you got to have a background or not. You're not joking until the point where maybe we're on air and we can make a joke like I like to do. So I thought that was a very telling in this line of work. We're not joking. This is radio. We take it seriously. Chris, you want to comment? I have another quote I want to read, but Chris, you want to make a comment? Does this apply to you where you take your show very seriously? What do you think? Oh, absolutely. It's, you know, again, it's about the value that you give. You know, everything is about values to me. You know, we all connect, whether if we know it uh, consciously or subconsciously on values. So when I know that I can now deliver, I can connect with people where they're at on those values, then I can make sure that I'm listening, you know, it shows that I'm listening to relate and understand what's important to them, that we're not just bringing on guests because I think I think this is what they'll like. It's it's knowing that on some level that I do know what they're looking for. So we 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 like to mix up the the content, knowing that we can resonate where people are, where they may be having challenges that could be better. And again, giving some insight to the results that they seek they don't have, and then looking for more. So then we can bring other guests that can maybe speak to it from a different perspective where it may resonate with another group of people because that 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 subject matter expert resonated better than the other one. But either way, we're still adding value. So for me, I got to take that process seriously each and every week to make sure we're stepping up. And we've been doing that now almost successfully for seven years now. And think about congratulations. Think about this. Sometimes it doesn't go so well with a particular guest, or sometimes somebody Zoom drops, or their phone drops, or they didn't charge their battery and they're calling in on a cell phone. You have to be able to handle, we as hosts, one hour, 57 minutes of live. We got it. We're in charge. We're creating it, designing it. We're shepherding it. We're nurturing it. We've got to make sure something happens in that 57 minutes. 
So there's no joking around. David, you want to make a comment before I read my other my other quote? Go ahead, David. Sure, sure. I'm the rookie here because I'm seven months in on this and uh, just trying to figure it out still. But, um, you know, I, I do take it very seriously. Um, a lot of thought goes into it. Um, and then um, trying to help make sure that the guests fully understand what they're going to be talking about, because I think they want they want clarity in their message, because a lot of them buy into what I'm actually doing. You know, when we're talking about things that we've really screwed up in our company and really made mistakes that we've made that have really cost us a lot of money, almost the company sometimes. Um, and, and we're having these conversations. You want to, you're trying to help them find the good light in it because they get lost sometimes in the negativity of it. And most of the time, I would tell you probably 90% of the guests that I've had so far, the stories end up in a very positive way, but the way they're telling it, it's very negative. And so I try to make sure that they're staying positive as we're going through, because what I'm really trying to help people understand that mistakes are part of the game. Yes. And mistakes are where we learn. So to err is human. Yes, I'm not yes. talking about the forgiveness part. Thank you very much. I, I just know that there was a lot of responsibility in That's saying, right. I'm going to fill an hour with something that I think is of value. Right, Chris? Right, David? Correct. That's a big deal. And it's like, oh, she's waiting. Oh, I don't like this. Well, too bad for you. We work at what we do. We work hard at what we, okay, I've done enough of that message. Now, let me let me get another quote here. I borrowed this from a guest who was on this show Oh, a couple months ago, one of the early shows, and it's a line from Woody, voiced by Tom Hanks, Toy Story, 1995 CGI animated film. It was the first feature-length film made entirely using computer-generated imagery. I don't know if you know that. And uh, Toy Story, American media franchise owned by the Walt Disney Company. Toys unknown to humans that are secretly living, secretly living sentient creatures. Oh, my. And here is the four-word quote. I like the short ones here. I'm short. Uh from Woody, reach for the sky. And to me, that's something we do on radio, isn't it, Chris? Isn't it, David? We reach for the sky. We say, I've got something I want to share. Maybe one person listens, maybe a hundred people listen, maybe 10,000, a hundred thousand people listen. Reach for the sky. And to me, the sky is a metaphor for the airwaves. Remember when it was a transistor radio with batteries and maybe you had a couple of earplugs you put in with it? Remember when it was a big boombox radio? Remember when it was a console in the living room of your parents' house and the dial was inside, you lifted up the top and you turned to radio? Well, reach for the sky. I think everybody who's ever done radio was reaching for the sky. Chris, you want to make a comment? Yeah, I mean, when you when when you see about the sky, the sky is limitless, right? You know, we can go we can go above the sky into space, and space is infinite. So I'm not saying that you know that everything's going to be infinite, but but nonetheless, we can we can now elevate so much value in terms of content and and empowering you know our listeners. You know, what are they going to do with it? You know, it's not about just awareness. It's about like, hey, what am I going to do do with this information that I could apply to move myself forward personally or to improve my relationship, to, you know, increase my business in terms of revenue and profit margin or to create more valuable customer experiences, whatever that means to you. There, the, the sky, the sky, there is no cap on it. And, and how we do that is being consistent with that message each and every week through the airwaves that people listen to. And when they can't listen to it live, well, guess what? 
They can listen to it on demand and go back again and again because they might hear something a different way that really resonated them to take action. Very well put. David, thoughts about reaching for the sky? Mr. Seven yeah. Months on radio? Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, still do. Um, so I, I, I like what Chris just said. I, I, I like it a lot I, because that's that's sort of the interesting part that happened for me since I've been doing this. And I I, I was just reaching a little bit when I did this, but th- now I'm sort of reaching for the uh, sky. I don't think I was doing that right at the beginning because there's a lot of nervousness when you first start, but I think I'm getting to the point where I'm reaching for the sky. And I think what that happens is when somebody reaches out to you and says, Hey, thank you for doing that show. It really had a major impact on me. I was going through a similar issue at the time. And that that show really gave me a lot of clarity about what I needed to do next. And so um, I've had that happen about eight times now uh, eight or nine times. And I, I've just been floored by it. And it's it led to some great conversations with some people about their business. So I I, I love that reach for the sky. And I love the quote that you did. I love Toy Story, though. I think it was one of the best movies ever made. So <laughs> thank you. I was just looking for a second quote because I didn't know the French one would resonate. I thought, well, it's my show. I can do two quotes. But what's interesting is, and I'll tell you both, when I started doing the, the roundtable concept, I needed something to do. And I didn't always use ChatGPT just started using it last year. So the monologues were just straight monologues with lots of movie quotes in them. But my point is that when I started, Chris and David, I said to my guests, bring me a quote. I didn't specify. So how many quotes do you think I got from Churchill, from Einstein, from uh, Mark Twain, from Maya Angelou, from Gandhi, a couple, couple of Shakespeare quotes, a couple of John F. Kennedy quotes. After a while, I'd say, oh, my God, I had five shows this week and everybody quoted Churchill. <laughs> and after a while, I said, this is getting to be a little monotonous because it was all the same quote. Uh, quick story. I had a guest quote Churchill, supposedly. Now, I use something called quote investigator, and I don't think it's the way it used to be. It's not as easy to use. But that was one of my Wikipedia and quote investigators. My excuse the expression. So I would look him up and uh, I didn't tell this guest, Chris, this is going to surprise you. David knows me a little better. So we get on the air and I said, yes, you sent Bob, let's say Bob Jones. Bob, you sent me this quote from Winston Churchill. It was a great quote. And I said, well, I, I have to break it to you here. And he wasn't too happy. I said, this was created by a marketing writer for um, Budweiser beer in 1938. And it was in a print ad for Bud Beer. And somewhere along the line, it got reattributed to Winston Churchill about 30 years later. And this person was not too happy with me. But I was trying to say, you send me a quote, I'm going to validate it. So reach for the sky. I said to myself, I've had enough of these quotes. So about two years ago, I said to I started re- repositioning my shows and I said to everybody, fictional now. You take some diehard analysts working for a big company that starts with D, and you tell them they've got to come up with a song or a movie quote, Chris and David, they're going to say, what kind of show is this? What are you asking me to do? What? what? That's All what I is- said the first time you had me come up. <laughs> All you need is love, and, and you can't handle the truth and all that stuff, and you want me to, and you had me at hello from uh, Dorothy, from uh, Dorothy, what's her name, from, from uh, Jerry Maguire? Seriously? You want me to come on a show talking about technology or an, an analyst for, for business, for tech, for enterprises, and you want me to have a movie quote? What's wrong with you? Well, there were a couple of struggles in there because they were sending me book character quotes. I said, it can't be book only. 
Got to be in a movie. Got to be in a TV adaptation. Can't do a book. Recently, I've been getting quotes. You won't believe this from Gone with the Wind, 1939, from biggest grossing movie ever, still most popular movie in the world ever, 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 from uh, Wizard of Oz. Toto, I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. You know, Judy Garland and the Wizard of Oz. I got a quote from Bugs Bunny the other day from 1951. That's all, folks. Uh, It was just so people are getting creative, but I had to reach for the sky and say, I want a different tone to my shows because David and Chris, if you're listening to a show that's about serious technology or enterprise strategy, and you know it's going to be a little on the heavy side, but you hear somebody with great credentials saying, I picked a quote from Toy Story, Reach for the Sky. You're going to say, what just happened on that show? So I made it, I called it that pop culture edutainment. It's you're going to relate the quote to the topic in your own words, and that's what you're going to do. So anyway, that's my little preamble about, or my little uh, philosophy about quotes. So let's move on. I have asked each of you to please send me four statements about the importance, the impact, the value, the reason for radio. And I'm going to read one from each of you. We have a lot of time. We've got about 20 minutes left. So I'm going to read one starting with Chris Salem. And Chris, I'd like you to unpack it for a couple minutes. And then sure. David, if you want to do anything you want to say, I agree or disagree, welcome to that. Otherwise, I'll pick one from you and let's just keep bouncing back and forth. So yep. Chris Salem says, listen to this, everybody. Effective communication to yourself before going live for your show changes everything when delivering value to your listeners. Being present helps build confidence and level of focus to create an immersive experience with your guest. This translates outward to creating a valuable listener experience when on the air. So you're covering all the bases, yourself, your guest, and your listeners. This was a big statement, Chris, and I like it. So go ahead. Why don't you just give us right sure. there? Well, the the reality is that most people, whether if they know it or not, consciously or subconsciously, are going to be either passive or aggressive communicators in terms of style. Passive meaning that that a lot of times they're going to operate in a very vague manner. They they won't ask for too much information. They're just going to go off of whatever has been given to them. Or when they are talking, they're often often vague. Aggressive people tend to kind of talk down to people, even if it's over the air. And that doesn't mean it has to be, you know, face to face, it could be over the air. So being, you know, effective communication is about being assertive. And in order to be assertive in a specific, clear and concise way, leaving no room for assumption and speculation, because that's often the big issue with communication is there it's based on assumption and speculation. This is why expectations fall through the cracks. If we can learn to be assertive with ourselves first, now you can be specific, clear, and concise with your your audience. You can be specific, clear, and concise in how you ask questions that allow now your guest to now step up to do the same. Doesn't mean it's always going to be the case to be in the moment to now deliver more value through their expertise. And when you're able to do that through your example and being resourceful on a consistent basis, this is going to now translate in a, in a better way in how it's being now conveyed outside with the listeners. And the thing is, what keeps a listener coming back? Is it because just of the content itself? Well, that's important, but it's also in the, it's, if it's a, if you have an, a video based show, it's in your body language. If they can see you well here at voice America, it's all really, it's all audio. So that's going to come through our tonality of our voice. Mm-hmm. And most people don't realize that, 
effective communication is through body language, through tonality. Words only make up a very small portion of the, of the effective communication itself. So this is that energy is what connects and creates that experience. And when you can be in alignment and synced and in sync in a way with your, your guest, it just brings that content to a whole new level. Again, we talked about there is no limit to the sky that now we can create a, a, a more valuable listening listener experience with from your show. Very nice. And I think I saw a statistic once that words are only 7% of our communication. 7%, 38% tonality, and yeah. 55% body language. So it's it's how you express your emotions, regardless of what the topic. Are you happy? Are you sad? Yeah. Are you comfortable? Is this something that excites you? Is this something that bores Correct. you? Is something that makes you sad? Where are you coming from? And you're right. There is an art to speaking on the radio. I try not to use filler words, so I sometimes pause. Just take a break. Just take a, take a, a beat, as they say, and then let my words catch up with what I'm thinking so that it's a smoother delivery rather than, um, you know, uh, duh, uh, uh, I think I may, I, I try not to. So I try to present a smoother way of speaking. I've been doing this a long time, obviously. See, I have three mics here, David. So if I'm not good on the, on the silver mic, I go to the black mic and, and I ended up on the red mic. David, any thoughts about what Chris shared about the, the prep going to the listeners, going to the guests first and then the listeners? What do you think? Well, I just think I'm lucky to be on the show with two pros. I mean, I'm learning a lot just listening to you. Um, I, I, you know, Chris just said something that really impacted me when he was talking, because I think that when I started, because it's still fresh in my mind, right? You guys probably don't even remember starting, um, and and. I, I I was nervous. I wasn't be, I wasn't able to say things the way I wanted to say it. And I think I'm just now coming in. And Bonnie, I want to tell you that I think the last time I was on your show, I think I have now the assertiveness Chris is talking about because I'm a pretty assertive person, but I wasn't doing it on my show. And I think that you had given me the confidence to do that. And I love how Chris just said it because he just he just um he just confirmed what I was seeing in the difference in the last few shows. So um love the quote, love how you explained it. Um, he's just a real pro and he can you can tell he's been doing this for a while and he really grabbed my attention while I was saying it too. And I I do use the same thing. And what I always do when I when I'm making the emphasizing the language part of it or the inflection, I guess, in voice is like I could say, hello. Hello. You know, two different messages entirely, right? And so I love that you said that the way you did because it, that that is so true and people forget about that, right? And that's why I like the video too, Bonnie, because I, I, I express myself with my hands a little bit more. I know Chris <laughs> does too, and we all do. And, and the video gives it a little more life. Yes, and and uh, Mac Sonoma System Software just put in where you can do all kinds of things with your Hands. There we go. I've got fireworks behind me. I don't know if you can see it both yes, and can. I can make it rain. Let's see if I can make it rain. Thunderstorm. My hands are off off the grid here a little bit. Anyway, we won't do the rainstorm. But uh, I wanted to share with you, David, you mentioned your first show. Gentlemen, October 5th, 20, I'd already been doing radio on WGBB, the oldest AM station on Long Island. I was doing drive time Friday night, an hour and having a blast driving two hours each way in traffic. Oh my God, had a blowout on the parkway. No, no, no. Then I went to internet radio. Yes, I wanted to live. So first show for SAP, 
Coffee Break with Game Changers, October 5th, 2011. Part of the reason I remember is because two hours after the show, that was the day that Steve Jobs passed away. And I've been a Mac customer since the nineteen late 1980s. I have spent a fortune. My first Mac with a black and white printer was $12,000 back in the day because I wanted to do, I know, my parents gave it to me as a gift. I paid them back. And I wanted to do uh, newsletters. I wanted to do marketing. I wanted to do graphics. So that's what it was. But okay, first show, three guests, great Manager is listening, and she's thinking, wow, let's see what Bonnie could do. You know, we funded her for 13 weeks, and this is, nobody's ever done this at SAP out of 90,000 people. And what's she going to do with it? Okay. So come to uh, 30 seconds before live, and only one of the three guests has shown up. Two of them were somewhere in Europe, and they got the time change mixed up. The time zone. So, and nobody take offense to what I'm going to say next. So I said to my guest, he was a vice president, everybody's a vice president, of mobility. And I said, Dan, honey, follow my lead. We're going to talk mobility for one hour. And he said, Bonnie, honey, I'm here for you. I never went back and listened to the show, but Dan and Bonnie filled the whole damn hour with something about my- <laughs> That was my first That's show. Great story. <laughs> and, and the second week, the guest showed up. And the third week, the guest showed up. And the fourth week, I got a call from my manager. I said, uh-oh. 13 weeks, maybe she's going to cut me off before that. Not going too well. But I, I was pretty happy. I was finding guests, analysts and, and educators and, and people from the company and vendors and journalists. I, I was fine. I was the desperate woman of radio because nobody was doing this except me. So the f- call came on the fourth week and I said, yes, Patricia. She said, I love it. Go big. I'm funding you for one entire year. You're doing live radio for SAP every week. This was not my job. This was not what I was hired for. This was just an idea that I had that became, over the years, 48 business series for SAP. And a series to me is either 12 or 13 in a year or every single week. So I was doing sometimes 12 to 15 shows in a cycle where I had six hours of live every week on Voice America. So that's my first show story. I just wanted to share it with you because I I love the way, Bonnie, honey, I'm with you. Let's just talk. I never went back. I have a similar story to WGBB when they moved, but I don't want to take that up. I'll tell you off, off air. So, David, here's your statement number one you sent me. You say, one of the things I love, I like the word love in there, about live radio is it can't be edited. It is what is really happening at that moment. It's authentic. And Chris is nodding and Bonnie is nodding. So David, talk to us. Tell us the joys and not so much joyful of live radio. Talk to me. Well, well, I said I, I sort of looked like it is the naturalness of a person, right? Um, the more natural they are, the more beautiful they can be because the flaws make the beauty, right? And so um so I've made a lot of mistakes on my show. I notice them all, but um, I'm sure the listeners don't notice half of them, but I'm my own worst critic. Right. So um, yeah, I would just, I I would just say that, that um, it's just the, I I look at it like the mistakes are part of what makes it really good. I've had guests come on that they have this prescribed thing that they're going to say and I take them off off path a little bit and you start to hear some things that they probably didn't plan on saying but it sort of ties back to that mistake that they made and it's really revealing for them too and and so it's just been really good and it's just sort of fun when it's live 
you said the fun word. Are you allowed to say? First, we said we don't joke around in what we do because we have to fill an hour. Oh, my goodness. We're allowed to have, Chris, are we allowed to have fun? You've been doing it oh, seven Of course. Years. Why? If you're not having fun, yeah. why, why? I mean, it's, it's more than just helping others through your example and resourcefulness. But you have to have fun. That, that, that gives that that oomph to it, that energy that, that that could perhaps help someone that might be down that day to get them into a better frame of mind and, and embrace the content. And it might also give somebody an idea to contact you and say, I want to be a guest on your show because I like your format and I've got something to say. And I think I can match your topic with some information. David, what do you think? Are we allowed yeah. to have fun, David? Are you having fun yet, David Chavez? I, I, that's why I came back. <laughs> <laughs> You're very sweet. Stop saying nice things to me. Come on. There's no parting. Okay, I won't say that. anything else nice to you. No more. Uh, Chris, well, you know, in, in a few minutes you can start again. Chris, I'm going to read part of your statement number two. This is interesting. And David, I appreciate that you said you're learning a lot by being here. That's part of the reason I started this show was because we have hosts who haven't talked to other hosts. They yeah. don't know. Well, what I loved about what David said, it was just, you know, it is the authenticity and and how yes. genuine people relate to authentic people. If it sounds too scripted and too perfect, it just it's not real. It, it it's it, it and and it's just that authenticity. Somebody makes a mistake, they stumble or they temporarily got cut off because it was a technology glitch and they come back on. That's okay. It's real. It's 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 in the moment. It's it, all those things are going to, you know, add up and in a, in a good way. So for me, it's just, it's more relatable and I can understand things much better when it's authentic and genuine. And you stole part of what I'm going to read from statement number two, and I'm going to go back anyway and read it to you, Chris. <laughs> you say distractions can be picked up by listeners. Now we're not talking live streaming like we're doing today. Yeah. Listening can be picked up by listeners in terms of how you ask questions with a guest, being prepared with questions that drive deeper into the topic, engage your audience. Let's talk about those glitches. Is this something you would say, Oh, well, Susie's mic uh, dry, or Susie's uh, uh, her phone died and uh, I don't have any guests. So I'm just going to read from my book that I just published. Chris Salem wrote this book. Uh, would you ever do that if you had an empty spot where the guest had to drop off? Chris, have you ever been I, faced with that? It, 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 I'm not saying it ha it happens all the time. Thank God. But it, it, it has happened. I think when you've done a, you know, a show every week for almost seven years, you're, you're bound to have that moment where something happens. And there's going to be distractions. There's going to be tech, you know, technology. You could have a power outage. It, you know, things that can happen in that area. And 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 for me, it's again coming back to each day. It's the things I practice each and every day when I wake up. I wake up and I ask myself, what can I control? What can I not control? And the only thing I can control each and every day is me. I can control my communication to myself and others, and I'm responsible for that, whether I'm the sender receiver my behavior, that it's an alignment and assertive way to my communication, my attitude, no matter what is happening right now, especially on the airwaves, it's happening for me, not to me. Ooh, nice. Challenges and obstacles are good. We, as, as David mentioned, we, we grow from our mistakes and yep. challenges. If we avoid or resist them, we, we, we stay the same. We, we remain stagnant. My emotions, I learned to respond to these to these difficulties, not react from it. So while I might be angry or it might make create some angst, I'm going to honor that, but I'm going to choose to not react from it. I'm going to take a breath and then I'm going to choose to respond from a positive emotion. I will deal with my primary emotion at the time when, when it's appropriate that I can do. I'm not going to negate it, 
but I'm not going to allow myself to react from it. I'm going to respond because reacting is not going to help the situation regardless. And, it's and finally, I'm just going to take action. I'm going to take action with what is not what I think it should be, but I'm going to, whatever's happening beyond my control, I'm going to accept for what it is and make the most out of it. And you'll be surprised that when you're not rattled by those distractions yep. or those things that happen, that people admire you for that. Like, wow, you know, especially, you know, not only on the airwaves, but when I, even when I'm a speaker in front of a live audience, when I'm speaking at an industry conference or a company, same thing that people are like, wow, he, he didn't let that distract him. And that really builds a connection. And it's that connection that, that really makes, makes or breaks your show. And when you have that connection, it doesn't matter if it's with 10 people or 10 million people, that's what's going to make a difference. So for me, distractions are beyond your control. And the ones that are within your control, like, you know, if I had my, you know, text messages up or my social media notifications up while I'm doing the show, I can control that. Turn it off. <laughs> Thank you. Thank I can you. control that. I can't control the other distractions like a, a, a thunderstorm coming through and knocking the power out. Or a guest who doesn't know how to turn off their text exactly. message alerts. Exactly. Yes, we know. I have time for one more from David, and then we're going to have some fun with some celebrity birthdays. We've only got six minutes left. David, briefly, you say no matter how much each guest may plan their appearance, they still may have a fear of the unknown. Yes. And for my business, for my paid business shows, I do prep calls with my guests because they've never been on a round table where they have to have a movie quote and where they're talking in three minute sound bites. And I don't want to spring that on them because that would be an offense to their professionalism. So I do prep calls with all of my clients who hire me to do their shows, just so you know. But on this show, I don't. David, what do you think? How, how, how do you handle a frightened guest? Uh, I, I think I do it the same way. I, I was taught that from the beginning is to have a little prep talk. And um, I think what it does is really calms them down. And I reassure them that my job is to manage the time, to manage the the, the space on the, and yes. the radio. And and just uh, that calms them down quite a bit. But I also like what Chris uh, Chris said, because I haven't experienced any power outages yet myself. <laughs> yes, yes. But well, I'm just sure you wait. coming. So. Just you wait, David Chavez. Just you wait. Da, 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 right? <laughs> yes, it's, it's important to have the guests comfortable. And that's why, yes. So when I tell people three minute sound bites, it either calms them down or it scares the crap out of them. It's like, how do I talk at three minutes? So I tell them, if you're going long, you'll see me doing this. But I tell them, if you violate the, pro the, the philosophy of my shows, which is you get into something that's disastrous, you get into doom and gloom, or you do politics, I have the power of cutting off your mic. And I will do it. And I did it to a guest on one of my crystal ball predictions year-end shows. By the way, gentlemen, I do six weeks of crystal ball where I invite hundreds of guests who've been on the show during the year to find a time slot. And I have nine guests a week giving four minutes of predictions on any AI topic. And I just finished last Wednesday, the sixth week. And it's one of my most popular series. I've done this for nine years. So if you have a show scheduled and you don't have guests, bring a bunch of previous guests on and tell them to bring a headline on your topic. This is a technique I use. Bring a headline on a topic and talk about that headline. And they each bring one, you put it in, a, in, a, in an invitation so everybody can see, and they unpack the headline based on your topic. It makes for a very, very fun, lively conversation. But I want to do some celebrity birthdays. You'll never guess who's having a birthday today. Bill Collins! Happy birthday! Anybody know how old, how young he is, David, Chris? Um, say 70? 
Yeah, yeah I, would say, I would say in his 70s, yeah. 73, award-winning Grammy musician, yeah. lead singer and drummer of Genesis. He sold only 100 million albums. At five years old, he was playing the drums while he watched TV and listened to the radio. Oh, my goodness. Here we are. He released more than top, more top 40 hits on Billboard's Hot 100 in the 1980s than any of his contemporary entertainers. And he won the Grammy for Best Vocal Pop Performance for a Single Against All Odds. Take a look at me now. Yes. Christian Bale, actor, Batman, okay, yeah. in Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy and American Psycho he was in, The Machinist, American Hustle, The Fighter. Oh, He's 50 today. Okay, happy birthday. Here's somebody you two probably don't know, but I have a little crush on him. His name is Vil Wilmer Valderrama. He's 44, and he's on the show NCIS. He's Agent Nick Torres, and he's really cool. That's all I can <laughs> Is, that, is I that the new version of it or the, of the original? Been a, he's been on for about four or five years. So Okay, got it, got it, yeah. got it. Okay, and now I have some shocking news. There are some social media stars who are having a birthday today, and I don't want to get upset. Chris, are you sitting down? David looks I, like you're I'm sitting. Please, sitting. please. This is going to be shocking. There's a young lady named Alina, A-L-I-N-A Kim. She's 21 today. She's on TikTok. She has 1.2 billion likes on TikTok. Wow. I said billion with a B. She's a lip sync performer, and she has colorful hair and makeup. Look her up, Alina or Alina Kim. Then I have somebody who is named Amelia Diamond Diamondenberg, D-I-M-O-N-D-E-N-B-E-R-G. She's 30, all grown up on YouTube. Her videos have been seen 422 million times. What I would give to be 30 again. I know, yeah. honey. Here, she's a journalist and comedian who goes on lighthearted chicken dates. I don't know what that means. With UK's top rap and grime artists for her chicken shop date series. She won the Streamy Award for Best Indie Series, and her dates have included musicians like Ed Sheeran and Jack Harlow. Seriously? Huh? And then I have one more who's not doing so well. He's a Mexican YouTube phenomenon. He collaborates with his sisters, and he does travel and adventures, and his his experience as i'm sorry valley just creeped in there rafa polinesio he's 34 and on instagram he only has oh we got to feel sorry for this guy seven million followers so i i'm sorry i can't help but happy birthday okay on this day in history i've got oh one minute the beatles staged a famous concert on the roof of apple records in london after a few songs the police came because the crowd was so big it was their last public performance and on this day in 1958 elvis presley's jailhouse rock entered the UK chart at number one, the first single ever to do so. Today is National Croissant Day, Draw a Dinosaur Day, Inane Answering Machine Day, Maxwell Day, hello Maxwell, Plan for Vacation Day, Yodel for your neighbors, Yodeling, and National Storytelling Week. Here's my closing. Bear with me here. Life is short. Break the rules. Forgive quickly. Eh, kiss slowly. Definitely. Love truly. Laugh uncontrollably. Laugh with me, gentlemen. One, two, three. <laughs> Very good. And never regret anything that made you smile. Final words. Work like you don't need the money. Dance like no one's watching. When I was teaching disco in high heels on a Formica tabletop in a cafeteria in Eugene, Oregon for 250 people, they all watched and I never fell. Sing like nobody's listening. Love like you've never been hurt. We all have. Get over it. Love again. Money talks. Chocolate sings. Nah. And last but not least, I stole this line. Thank you for turning me on. Don't go away, gentlemen. Bonnie D signing off. Chris Salem, such a pleasure to meet you. David Chavez, I love you. Don't tell Volaine. Uh, come back anytime. And uh, to our engineer, Jordan, thank you. Everybody wave goodbye. Jordan, how are we doing? Thank you. Thanks again for tuning in to Next at the Mic Radio, presented by the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Join host Bonnie D again next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, we wish you a positively Mike-worthy week.